Across the Galaxy, Episode 7. Back again. We've returned from the depths. The outer the the outer rim, it might be. Uh, Mitch, Maddie here, talking some Star Wars. Good uh, good day, sir. Don't say outer rim. I know, right? Uh, just sounds what, dirty. What do we it. what do we call that again? It is the, it is it's the outer rim, though, right? Like, oh yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, well, that's metaphorically speaking, that's where we've been. Because I'm just looking back at our last episode. Um, we I mean, we we, we talked for a while about um, you know the. Uh, Disney and and Lucasfilm talking a, lo- a lot about the uh, the Star Wars future and uh, look one of the things we spoke about was the upcoming Ahsoka and here we bloody are uh, talking about the first two episodes the premiere episodes uh, that was one thing that definitely dragged us back in to talk about some bloody Star Wars action it was a show that I know both of us were very excited for because mm. we're big Star Wars animation fans you have been a longer fan than I have or at least. Uh, longest serving in a sense. We both jumped on board. I think around the you know the Clone Wars movie, we would have seen that as soon as it came out. But you definitely saw through. I was a I was a late bloomer with uh, yeah. I remember Clone buying uh, the DVD sets mm. um, just because I was I, at the time there was no. It's funny to think at the time there was just no Star Wars, and I just wanted. Yeah. Star Wars, and I wasn't going to get into any of the games or anything like that, or read a book. Ill, so I kind of just on a whim. If you need one, though, I've got literally sixty five of, <laughs> of the new canon books at home. Uh, so yeah, on a whim, I just bought like season one of mm. the Clone Wars TV show on DVD and just kind of watched it all. And and yeah, season one and two were kind of a, a hit and miss here and there. But then from season three onwards, I was just such a hardcore stand. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I might have watched a couple episodes here and there, but then when Rebels came along and I knew that the Clone Wars was a big thing, you know, it was popular with the fans. It obviously got into that stage seasons in. It was probably wrapped up by that stage, obviously, when Rebels came along, obviously. Mm. Um, and then Rebels, I watched that. The premiere episode, we actually had it on network TV here in yeah, Australia. I, remember, yeah. I don't even know which one. It was like an SBS or something like that. It was No, it was ABC. one of the, like secondaries. It was like 7 Prime or 7 right. Rate or one of those yeah. things. It was hard to to find out when it was going to be on, but I watched it when, and then I fell off season yeah. two. For well, they played it like four o'clock on a Sunday afternoon yeah, was, was when they started. Yeah, it was, yeah, an appointment viewing. So like, you know, once you could get the DVDs and stuff, definitely caught up and, you know, uh, we speak about that because Ahsoka being introduced in the Clone Wars movie. Now, when I saw that, like you said, we didn't have new Star Wars. This came out a couple of years after um, episode three. And it was the only Star Wars that we were going to get. It was never going to be made again. They were never going to make any more movies. Mm. But here we go. We're slapping together a couple of episodes and turning it into a feature film. And it was kind of lackluster because it was, well, is this what Star Wars is now? Yeah. Like a one-off well, animation movie? After they'd already done the other animated Clone yeah. Wars clone, which I've never seen. I've never sort of mm. um, watched that one. But there was like that first Clone Wars cartoon. Yeah. And then the the computer generated sort of style. Yeah. So even off. though I, I was a bit sort of underwhelmed with the with the movie, it was like, well, it's, you know, it's it's Star Wars, and it was it's kind of it's obvious it's kind of canon, but it doesn't have to be because nothing in there really makes any difference to the movie that that followed. It doesn't really matter. But at the same time, well, well I just realised it's going back and thinking about it. It's it's like Grogu like version one with like remember it was like baby Jabba the Hutt's baby or whatever. Yes. It was like the little tiny baby Jabba. Yeah. Wow! Look how far Filoni's come. I know, right? And that, but that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying is that I think the Ahsoka hate started so early. Oh, I couldn't stand it. She was a I very was, unlikable character. I, but I think the the whole movie was sort of underwhelming in a sense that she didn't really stand out to me as being like I didn't sort of yeah. oh I don't like that because of her or she was my least favorite thing about it. So by the and, time I came back around to watch it, I'm like, what's everyone so like? She must be that bad. And then by the time I watched it, I'm like, she's not. She's fine. I had issues with her. Like obviously there was that initial like uh, adjustment of like oh Anakin. Anakin had a Padawan 
And for all you're like, what? And then you're like, no, well, I guess, yeah, we didn't we didn't see like it was the big jump between episodes two and three. Mm. So I'm like, okay, that makes okay, all right, let's let's do it. And then there's and, this great clip that I found during the week and the lead up to Ahsoka that Filoni uh, probably not revealed, but definitely oh, uh, yes. reinstated uh, with how that came about. Originally, we didn't know exactly what the Clone Wars was going to be, and there was a Jedi and there was a Padawan, and thought we'll put them on adventures, but uh, George had other ideas. <laughs> He says, well, let's give Anakin Skywalker a Padawan. And I was like, Anakin doesn't have Padawan. And he just looked at me and said, Anakin has a Padawan. And that was basically it. That's how Ahsoka came about. Because, I mean, what George says goes, right? But I found her so unlikable. And Anakin initially found her very unlikable as well. Like It wasn't like they were like instant bonded friends or anything like that. Like for those first couple of seasons, he I think once he stopped calling her snips, yeah, that was like, I feel like season three when they did the age up and she got the cooler outfit mm. and the longer um, Montrals and Leku and like, and she grew up a little bit. And I want to say that's when she started using her second lightsaber. I, I can't remember yeah, now. Maybe. It's been a while. Yeah. She became a much cooler character, mm. much much cooler character, and from then on, I was like, I was an Ahsoka stan. Yeah, from from then on, like season three when she's like, like fighting Bosk, uh, while he's like hunting her and Chewbacca and stuff like that. I'm just like, fuck yes. <laughs> and then you, I mean, I rewatched in the lead up to Ahsoka the final. I was skipping through like watching a couple of key episodes, and then I watched the final four of uh, season seven, mm. and. Just that moment where Anakin walks in and sees her on the ship and the way she turns around, she's got this maturity about her, she's got this seriousness, she's got this, I don't know, like she's, she's not that she's aged up because I guess in world it hadn't been that long really. No, like a year, I think from memory it's like for the first two seasons she was technically like 14, mm. whatever that is in, you know, Togruta years or whatever. Yeah. And then for like seasons like three, four, and five, she was like sixteen, and yeah. then Clone uh, season seven, she was like seventeen, yeah. eighteen, kind of thing. But yeah, she um, definitely grown a lot in that time. She just mm. had this gravitas about her. And then when you first see her again in Rebels, or for, for me, I guess I hadn't seen all the Clone Wars at that point. So well, they didn't exist because Clone Wars was cancelled. Oh, um, not even season seven. I mean, I probably hadn't even watched season five up until oh. I, I never saw how she left so oh that made me cry the first time first couple of times I saw that yeah oh, I yeah. mean that's the re-watching those episodes like that's a heartbreaking end to her story and then mm. when she comes back and then it ends again four episodes later like she had yeah. some killer arcs in that animation. and for us OGs unlike you like, we had to wait years old Johnny come lately it was, it was cancelled in season five because of the, the Disney acquisition mm. So then that's when they started sort of working on Rebels and stuff like that. But in the meantime, I think it was like a year after that, they released the chunks of season six. The Lost I, Missions. Yeah, because yeah. it had kind of been half storyboarded. Mm. And then what it wasn't until after Rebels did its entire four season run, yeah. they then went back and did season seven of Clone Wars. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a long time between drinks for some of us. Oh, yeah. I, I can't imagine how the agonizing sort of way, because I, I felt long for myself between like waiting for season seven of Clone Wars because I'd definitely done one through six by that point so mm. waiting for seven and when that finally hit Disney it was just such a it was such an event and then I end up finishing Rebels because I'd seen most of it I think I was watching the fi- while I was waiting for that week to week release generally of uh, of season seven of Clone Wars I was catching up on those that I'd missed on Rebels and I ended up watching the final four episodes of each in like the same weekend. So I had the, the Clone Wars payoff and the Rebels finale 
in the same probably even 24 hour period yeah, it was wow. a very emotional um moment yeah. for me those those two not even episodes those two arcs um so while I was a come lately uh I think you and I are among those out there and there are many despite what those detractors had said in the lead up we have been fighting the good fight trying to tell it and there's one not too far away from here he does still some stuff with geek with us but benny he is he is i don't watch cartoons i don't watch animation i will not do it i said well you love and he loves star wars i said mate i'm just saying maybe i can give you a couple of key episodes you love star wars the animation is some of the best star wars storytelling there's some of the best star wars moments there's some groundbreaking, you know, universe-creating lore in there, I think you would really appreciate. No, I won't watch it, won't watch it, won't watch it. And, you know, when Ahsoka's brought into Mandalorian Season 2 and then you get a little bit of Boba Fett in there, he's like, yeah, okay, I can get around that, that's fine. But now that Ahsoka, the series, comes out, all Mm. of a sudden it's like, this is kind of Rebel Season 5 in a way, or like a a side shoot I think almost basically said that. Yeah. It's it's rebels with Ahsoka as the lead at yeah. this point. It's it's shifted focus only uh, only that little bit. And look, so controversially, I know that there's a lot of rebel stands out there, and I would say, as a whole, I think Rebels probably did have a better story arc from start to finish. Mm. But to me, I didn't enjoy it as much as I enjoyed. I I'm more of a Clone Wars person. Yeah. than I'm a Rebels person. Whereas I think but I'm more of a Rebels yes. fan. But like that. But season two of Rebels. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> damn, 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 is that good. And that's because of Ahsoka. Yeah. You've got to give it to, like, that's Ahsoka. Oh, and then you bring back Maul and watching, you know, watch like thinking about Maul towards the end, obviously he he played more, you know, parts mm. up until his demise. But watching that and then me finally seeing, or all of us finally seeing his arc in the Siege of Mandalore at the end of Clone Wars yeah. Season 7, it's like, holy shit. And him walking through the ship, destroying clones, ripping out with the force the uh, the the hyperdrive and like it's just it's like holy shit man like we we barely scratched the surface with this guy in live action now that's obviously all they wanted to do with him in live action yeah. at the time so Filoni gets to play with these toys his favorite toys from the movies but still to think of what we maybe could have you know had what we expected going into phantom menace when i say we people that have been long that was my introduction to star wars guys was uh, <laughs> it was the phantom menace that everyone goes oh that'll be our darth vader for the for the entire trilogy, it's like no no he's one and done. He said seven words, and then he's dead. Yeah. So um yeah they I like that Filoni finally even though he's had a little bit to do with you know Mandal a lot to do with Mandalorian Boba Fett and maybe some of the sprinkling creative sort of stuff elsewhere in uh, in Star Wars as it's gone on he still gets to play with his animation toys but he finally gets to go hey let's take that put it into live action mm. and uh, and see what happens and finally we get to sort of you know, stick our noses up to those people and go, hey, this is, it, it mattered. Now, I do defend the idea that you shouldn't, you shouldn't need to, but at the same time, this is a franchise. Yeah. And when Avengers comes out, you don't turn around to people and go, no, well, you don't have to watch, you know, Iron Man 2 to understand this. Like, you shouldn't, but also don't come out complaining and say, I don't get what they're talking about because this is just a giant television series at this point. And if you missed episodes 7, 8, and 9, don't come to me in episode 20 and go, half these storylines don't make sense. And that's kind of mm. where we're at with Ahsoka. And also, it's a great advertisement for Disney. It's like, hey, do you want to watch this show? Well, maybe you should keep your subscription and watch, I don't know, 11 seasons of animation that yeah. we've got ready to go as well. So, it's jump on. It's been an adjustment, though. Do you, like, now seeing all these characters jump to live action, 
it's the first time I like I'm seeing characters like, and especially for this episode, like seeing Hera as well, like yeah. Hera, Sabine, and Ahsoka all being slightly different. Like obviously we've had a little bit more time with Ahsoka to get you. I'm still obviously like I'm not butt hurt like a lot of the internet was, but it's like <laughs> I'm still not a huge fan of her look. I still I I miss the big Montrals. Yeah, the cheek. Uh, what would you call like, the markings? Yeah. I guess. They're too small. They're like mm. I, I would love some adjustments to um, Ahsoka's look in live action. Yeah, but it is what it is. It's you know. I, I think that was one of the things I noticed um, in this first episode is because I do remember them saying when like the look was like because Rosario is great. Like mm. I do remember them saying like when her look was revealed for Mandalorian and everyone was up in arms about why her montrals were so small and stuff like that. They said, oh, it's so she can be a little more active. It's it's better for live action, mm. you know. Because you don't want them to have to CGI that in post. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. But then also you look back at, you know, Shakti in Attack of the Clones and you're yeah. like, well, she looked pretty, you know, she was jumping up into speeders and stuff like that and looked pretty badass while yeah. she was doing it. And then the opening fight um, in episode one with Ahsoka and those like three or four droids, I was like, I was a little underwhelmed. Mm. I was like, oh, I kind of wanted her to be a little... More if we have to suffer through those little tiny head bumps, <laughs> get I, more active. I would have liked to have been a little more active, but then I also had to check myself and be like, "Well, in the cartoons, gravity didn't really exist. She could <laughs> do know. whatever she wanted." Catching up on some of those key episodes, especially the like the the the, the wrong Jedi, the trial of Ahsoka, yeah. that four episode arc when she's escaping the temple and running away from a horde of clones and Anakin chasing after her, she is jumping off buildings and and she's putting Attack of the Clones Yoda to shame, yeah, like the way yeah. he was bouncing. She's it. doing that times ten. It's yeah. just, and I'm like, I get it, and that's. Like, and she's also a lot older as well now. As yeah. Well. So I'm just like, okay, so it's just that adjustment where I'm yeah. just like, okay, I just have to adjust. And this having new... to look at the animation as it's it's canon. All the events happened. All of uh, I mean, the the action, the fights happened, and even that's what people look like. But and and you could look at that anyway. That's not how people look. That's just the style of animation, which is fine. Yeah, I think one of it's the like, greatest examples. Everything's an exaggeration. Like one of the greatest examples was Christopher Lee, like the the Count oh, Dooku, yeah. like the Count the Dooku giant... in the animation, and even um. Obi-Wan's beard Two giant pointy beards Like they're wearing The bottom half of a a knight's helmet Or something like that Yeah Yeah. So it's like You've got to You've got to like Roll with the punches And stuff It's just one of those things Where like I'm not mad I'm like I wish it could be A little bit better But it doesn't Doesn't bother me And then I think The the jumping forward The second fight In episode 2 Against the Inquisitor Mm. That was I was like Okay Now we're seeing Some cool Like yeah, I was like yeah. Okay this is worth what I'm like Okay I can completely Get on board If this is the kind Of fighting style We can Which again It was you know It was blade versus blade Whereas mm. with the droids They kind of just had the, the different kind of looks And stuff like yeah. that But like that fight And then even the um, Sabine versus Billie Eilish Fight mm. Sort of at the start of the, <laughs> yeah. I will never not know her name It's it's going to be um, <laughs> Prince Caspian All over again <laughs> That character to me Is Billie Eilish forever well, I'm sorry I mean I did screenshot this because it was uh talking about i guess the inspiration i guess behind uh, behind the name where oh, the, is it the wolf thing uh no how early did i screenshot this oh my goodness oh, how good far Lord. back no no where is this no still waiting still waiting still waiting oh my favorite ahsoka this is uh from uh, adam blevins on twitter X. My favourite Ahsoka Easter egg as a huge fan of Norse mythology is that Balin Skull and Shin Hati. Yeah. Well, Shin Hati, Shin Hati, how do you want to say? The pair are named after the wolves Skull and Hati, who are famous for chasing the sun and moon, respectively, until they finally catch up and set off Ragnarok. So it's a really cool yeah. reference, this guy said. So I was like, yeah, I mean, how do you how do you name a pair 
coincidentally name a pair exactly like that without yeah. having taken inspiration from it. Wolves are also a very big thing, like loath wolves and all yeah. that kind of thing are a big thing in Rebels. So I think, yeah, there will be some um, some more to come with that little Easter egg. And even with that Morgan Elsbeth, who was the uh, the prisoner that um, they were going to rescue at the ship that Ahsoka had taken in Mandalorian uh, Season 2, it says, in Arthurian uh, mythology, Marek, the... Inquisitor oh, the type. Inquisitor. That, who could you know, be... We'll talk about that later. Like yeah. Three was, different people. Marek was the name of a knight transformed into a wolf by a witch named Morgan. Oh, So, okay. you know, Filoni's sitting there just going through his history books and mythology and uh, and That's naming fun. some fun stuff in there. So, yeah, it's... um. Well, I guess, you know, the... Iconically, it's you know Darth Vader is what German for father or yes, whatever, like yes, you know Darth whatever. Father or whatever. Yes. So, <laughs> I um, wonder what that was like for uh, for when it was translated back in seventy seven. People are like, oh, that's weird. Yeah, well, that means this. And I did see. Um, uh, we watched we watched the episodes both episodes when they came out uh, last week. I rewatched them again last night, knowing we were coming in to um, talk about it. Yeah, I've only rewatched the first one, which is not the one I need to rewatch. Mm, I don't know. That's if you, right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you saw how far well, I was leaning forward off my chair to try yeah. to keep myself conscious. But um, yeah, yeah. When well, you, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to put it out on the table. When you say her fighting an inquisitor, I don't think I have a memory of that. Oh, yeah. No. See, episode two, I think, was the stronger episode <laughs> so far. There is so much shit going on in that. Like, I come away and I'm like, yeah, that was good. I really yeah. enjoyed that. Like, it's not like, oh my god, this is the greatest thing ever. But I'm like. Hang on a second. Maybe it's because I was pr- like, there was a. It was t- late. We were in the dark. It was, it was two minutes know. into episode two, and I'm like, oh, and I can feel my eyes burning, and I'm like, oh no, this is. I'm not going to last. This is forty minutes, and I'm not going to. And I did. I struggled so hard, and then I tried to debrief it with you That's for fine. ten minutes afterwards, and I you I th- faked your way through that pretty well. I think I did. I, I think I only referenced things that I saw, but there was a moment where I feel like I blacked out or fell asleep while talking, but I could still hear and feel myself talking, woke back up, and was still continuing on that sentence. I have no idea what happened in the middle of all that. I can only assume yeah. that it was You made noises legible. at the right times. Okay, great. Yeah, so great. that was good. Yeah. But yeah, something I noticed in the first episode is when Ahsoka like, arrives in her ship to, mm. like with the fleet and stuff, and she identifies herself as... Uh, this is the blower T six one nine seven four is how she identified. It's the registration number of her ship. Yeah, six one nine seven four. Filoni was born in June nineteen seventy four. Oh, really? So he's throwing that in there. <laughs> he as does. Well. I, I, I love how much he loves her. Yeah, and puts himself in there like how he takes care of her and like everything he's been involved in. It's like, where's Ahsoka? When can we put Ahsoka into this? Yeah, and it's like. It seems crazy that we've had so much of this character's life, and and then that goes to defend. There's been so much people. Oh, this is, she's not at all like she's not the bubbly character that we knew. This is bullshit. Like either Rosario Dawson's doing a bad job, or she's doing a good job with bad writing that has changed the character. It's like, dude, she's still been written by the same guy that essentially created yeah. her and gave her life. And also, this is aside from like the minutes that we spent with her in the Mandalorian and Boba Fett. This is the first time we've seen her in canon in like nearly 10 years like she, and that's she's been through some shit yeah. right and even when we saw her in rebels she was a far different character than what she was in clone wars she wasn't as loud and and bubbly and oh so stoic when right. she first showed up as like fulcrum yeah. in um in rebels yeah, yeah. so yeah so the next and, stage of the character and yeah the i think the the series has also started in a different place than i thought it would um i kind of had to go back and readjust I remember watching the finale of Rebels and like there's the montage of stuff happening with Sabine mm. doing the um the voiceover. 
And there's the moment where like Sabine's there and we sort of see it at the end of episode two where Sabine sees Ahsoka's ship arrive yep. with the two um, X-Wings, to, mm. you know, flanking it. And it's not right at that moment, but within maybe 10 seconds of it, she talks about, and with a decisive win at, at Endor, mm. you know, the and, and in my brain for the last however long it's been since the Rebels finale, in my brain, I always thought that was like the fleet of Endor. Oh, right. I thought it was a bunch of ships from the Battle of Endor mm. um, arriving. So in my brain, it's like that moment of Sabine in Ezra's place yeah. took place like at the end of episode six. Yeah. Like that was, oh, the, that was the fleet coming naturally. home. That Why was wouldn't the, you? Yeah. That was the fleet coming home from the end of Endor. I mean, otherwise you look at it without that narration, which I get the narration is key to it. If you're just watching on from the story, that story takes place up until not too long really before it, A New Hope, right? Like yeah. it's some time, but not that long. And it's and what? The, and it's five years between A New Hope and Return of the Jedi, roughly? <sighs> yeah, there's like three between four and five and then a year or so. So like, yeah. you know, maybe a touch more. So like, yeah, four, yeah. four and a half and change, I guess. So you you could you look at that and and you could almost without that narration you could have almost exp- uh, explained Ahsoka and those rebels' absence from everything we saw in the original trilogy as Ahsoka going to get Sabine. We're off to find Ezra. Bye. And then Luke Skywalker and Obi Wan and everyone has to come and save the day. And that's why we never saw them. But then it's like no, this happened after Ender. It's like oh shit. So you guys yeah. have skipped a lot. And then while we were getting the lead up to Ahsoka, they said hey that last scene of Ahsoka. Of uh, of rebels, that's actually like the beginning of this show. It'll be like five minutes into the first episode. Yeah, and so I found myself just sitting there waiting, and I'm like, at what state? And it was two episodes in. It's like holy yeah. shit! Like Filoni's just sitting there going, no, no, no. And then also keep injecting shit. And then also in universe, I thought that was Ahsoka emerging from her hiding. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, obviously there was the whole thing with the world between worlds at the end of season two where she fought Vader. Yep. Ezra pulled her out and then she went back. And if you go back and watch the end of season two, there's that when everyone thought Ahsoka had died before we'd seen Worlds Between Worlds, for a brief moment, you see Ahsoka kind of stepping down and going into like this dark chamber. And she kind of went into hiding because it was a big conjecture thing Mm. uh, at the end of season two about, well, Ahsoka couldn't survive that. Ahsoka's dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it's a blink and you'll miss it. There's like a frame and a half. Because I watched that last. That was one of the episodes I watched in the lead up, yeah. Yeah, while there's a big musical overscore and you see the temple, you see Ahsoka descend. And there's maybe like the the little owl that is yep. kind of the thing that represents her now. Yeah. Um, ever since that Clone Wars episode where it was like um, the 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 father, the daughter, and the son. Like there's oh, three. Yep, yep. And that little, that little owl character kind of represents Ahsoka now. Mm. So there was that moment in in epi- at the end of season two of Rebels, and that was when everyone thought Ahsoka was dead. And then mm. obviously you find out in World Between Worlds that was when you find out what happens to Ahsoka. Yeah. So in this, with that little moment at the end, I thought that was Ahsoka emerging from wherever she was, in yeah. hiding whatever mm. she was doing. So we find it in this episode, we'll know, like, A, it's been, what, 10 years since the Battle of Endor? Like, if you think of all the stuff from Mandalorian yeah, well, has to Mandalorian, have happened. Yeah, I guess Mandalorian, they said it was eight years after, and I feel like yeah. you know, we've covered one or two years since then. So we'll get back onto the time setting in a second. Yeah, yeah, so we've got to be at least at this point about 10 years on from mm. the Battle of Endor. Yeah. And that stuff with Ahsoka happened, like, at the end of Season 2, that happened before A New Hope. Mm. So there's a solid 15 years there where Ahsoka's, Ahsoka's unaccounted for in terms of what we've seen. But then in-universe, 
she's popped up somewhere at some point, and her and Sabine have already been master and Padawan. Mm. So it's weird. At the end of, yeah, like that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. Sorry, yeah, post, post-world post between worlds, but prior to the montage scene. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they have this whole history now, mm. and I did. I thought this was going to fill in that blank, but it's mm. also all, almost in a way created another little pocket of time where I'm like, no, I hope, I hope we get to experience, like find yeah. out what happened there. Mm. And what, how many episodes have we got? Like eight or nine episodes or something like that. Yeah, I think I nine. Think Here I was when we got the two-episode yeah. premiere and I'm just thinking so hard into like, well, Disney Plus does Marvel TV. Marvel TV does six episodes. Holy shit, we're already a third of the way through this. So mm. I'm so happy that we've got nine because I yeah. feel like it was a it was a good jumping off point and we've still got a lot of time to get through it. Yeah. yeah. So I really hope whether it's flashbacks, whether it's just them talking about it now that at the end of episode two, you know, Ahsoka and, and Sabina are back together and yeah. you know, she even calls her Padawan at the end and stuff like that. Mm. Spoiler alert for you. <laughs> <having fallen laughs> no, no, I did see the end. Yeah. Um, so there's that. And then it was also obviously like, I thought, I didn't think like Ahsoka and, is it Huang? Hu Yang. Hu Yang, that's Yang, it. Yeah. Um, they're just together. Mm. They're already together on a ship doing their stuff. So I'm like... Well, how did those two find each other post uh, Order 66? Yeah. Like, where's he? Like, so I'm like, I hope I get a little bit of my, I'm just really like, oh, okay. <laughs> but I refuse at this point to do any, like, um, fan theories mm. or pauses because I'm like, it's it's never as good. It, it's never as good as what we think yeah. it's going to and be. And also we're seeing the first two hours or so, you know, the first two chapters of a nine-chapter story. Yeah. And people are already going, well, this doesn't make any sense. Why, why are they not? This, the map yeah. thing, blah, blah, blah. It's like, hey, guys. I just need the, to calm down. If, we, if we, every movie you saw stopped after 20 minutes and go, give us a review, you'd be like, none of it makes any sense because yeah. they haven't told you all of it. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, I refuse to get on board with the, like, just all the fan theories that hype and stuff like that because I'm like, it's just going to disappoint me. Yeah. Okay, on the time thing, when, like, not even in the Star Wars universe necessarily, it's it's far more condensed than that. When does this take place in the the television, the Disney Plus scape of it? Because we are introduced to Ahsoka in live action in yeah. The Mandalorian, what, episode five of season two? Something like five that. Five or yeah, six, five whatever or six. it ends up. Oh, yeah, five because then six was Boba Fett. I don't know. It was the episode called The Jedi. I don't Doesn't know. Matter. Yeah. Check your apps. So she, um, that whole thing is her leading up to capture Morgan Elsbeth. And at the end, she says, where is Thrawn? And it's like, holy yeah. shit. Well, I was texting you, got Thrawn. Thrawn's coming <laughs> alive. What? Um, and then this show starts with Elsbeth on a New Republic ship, captured Prisoner. by Ahsoka, dropped off. Now, the Boba Fett show does take place, obviously, after Mandalorian Season 2, sometime. Yeah. Then we get the Mandalorian Season 3, which takes place sometime after Boba Fett. If if we just watch this as releases, this takes place at least months after we are first introduced to her when she captures Elsbeth. But what's she been doing with Elsbeth this entire time? Is the New Republic just like transferring her from prison to prison? Or, because I started to like, not to theorize, but I'm like, is this basically at this stage, this could be running concurrent with 
the end of season two of Mandalorian. I'm not saying we're going to get some crossover Marvel style or anything, but you think about post that she went to the planet, uh, sorry, Mando and Grogu went to the planet to put Grogu on that little seeing stone to blast yeah. early force energy so Jedi's could pick him up. He comes, he gets captured. Boba Fett's there stealing back his armor. They go off and do the mission together. And then the Moff Gideon, Luke Skywalker episode, blah, blah, blah. I, it feels like it could be running concurrent to that, alongside that, which would mean, and maybe this is where I'm writing myself into a hole, which would mean what we have seen so far of Ahsoka takes place before she is hanging out with Luke in, in season, in season three. Uh, well, in the Mandalorian, uh, sorry, in Boba Fett, because that's where we... Oh, that's that, in Boba Fett. Weirdly, that's, right. that's yeah, where yeah, we got yeah, that episode. Right. And because what always stuck out to me, while it was, okay, this is crazy, we're seeing Luke Skywalker and Ahsoka together... I want to see how they met. Like, I feel like yeah. Anakin's son and Anakin's Padawan just having already been a thing and they're just like talking to each other like acquaintances, if not sort of somewhat, you know, friends or old friends or whatever. Well, like, yeah, she even has that line in it that broke my heart the first mm. time where she's like, you're such like your father or yeah. whatever it was. And I feel know? like that wasn't the first day that she showed up. And if it mm. was, why didn't we see that? Now, again, Boba Fett wasn't the focus for that relationship, but we got so much about not Boba Fett in that show that it that's it, it's an argument we could have. Yeah. But I'm like, well... Do they fill in that? I don't know. I just feel like yeah. Because where is where is Huang? Yeah, in that, in that sort that's of true spot. There, he's just hanging out. He's he's hanging out at a safe distance. Yeah, as he says. So I'm just yeah, wondering. I did I did last night go back and watch those final sort of scenes from Mandalorian season two mm. of the Jedi, and yeah, and it's like they kind of don't resolve Morgan at that point. All you have no. is she has the lightsaber to her throat. Yep. Where is Thrawn? Mm. You don't see Morgan again. Yeah. You see the crowd, like the town celebrating yep. they put the cloak on that one guy who helped out mm. and he's obviously the new magistrate now and then like he and he and Ahsoka have a moment at the at the gates after Mandalorian says he's going to go and get Grogu and give him to Ahsoka mm. she kind of gestures for him back into the uh to the, the to the new magistrate you know gestures for him to, to go back into the town and then it cuts to the Razor Crest, mm. and Ahsoka's there at the Razor Crest and says, I can't train him, blah, blah, yeah. blah, take him to the thing. Yeah. Razor Crest leaves, and she just kind of just wanders off into the forest, like, yeah. the, like the samurai that she is. So it's like, yeah, did she go back to the town? Mm. Was it was Ahsoka done with Morgan at that point, and it was the magistrate that kind of contacted the... Uh, the re- the not the rebellion the new, new republic, new republic yeah. and said come and come and get this bitch and well, who Yang asked her about the map he said how did you know the map was there how did you get um Elsbeth to, to give you that info she said well I I didn't you know use the Jedi <gasps> oh, code yeah, so you're it's right. like she's so, been yeah, in, they would have had to have she's been interrogating her for a day a week a month a couple of months so we don't we don't mm. know but it would it just I think the fact that she captured Morgan Elsbeth Episode five of season two of Mando, which in our world is years ago, but in world, yeah. who knows when that was? Because also, how long was Grogu with Luke with all that training? That's yeah. been very grey in that kind of area as well. I know yeah. even Filoni and Favreau aren't really. It, no, it feels like it was surely a couple of months. It, it was long enough for Mando to sort of go, yeah, I really, I really missed the little mm. critter, and for him to to have trained a little bit and Luke to get used to him. But then also like, hey, you haven't gone that far. <gasps> That you couldn't just move on. What's wrong? I just had a thought. What are you thinking? Well, what's something that's really important to a rebels and the resolution of finding Ezra, and also in the fucking credits of the, of this show? <laughs> yeah, the Purgle. 
Yeah. The pergola obviously a big thing. Yeah, we got to talk about that. What do we see in the first episode of season three mm. of Mandalorian yep. when Grogu's in the thing? Yep, looking out. Looking out, seeing a pergola. Yep. So maybe you're right. Maybe this does all take place between season two and season three of Mandalorian. Ahsoka's riding that pergola as she goes past. Oh, Whoa! my God. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't going to go that far. <laughs> no, no, neither but was I. <laughs> she got it, a leash and shit. It yeah. does feel a little overly complicated to mm. do that. Like, it... In all honesty, it should just take place after season three of Mando. Yeah. But I know they have had to course correct with that, um, the show they had to cancel um, with... Uh, oh, the New Republic New one. New Republic, with, the... Um, what uh, were they called? Cara... Cara... Uh, no. Cara Dune? Yeah, Cara Dune. I was about to say Cara Delevingne. Yeah. Cara Dune. Cara Dune. And, and I'm and struggling the, to think of what her name what is. What were they called? They were the... Not Knights of the Republic. No. They were the cor- corporals or the, the sheriffs. Uh, the uh, God. yeah, no, I've, okay. I've got I'm the Googling. badge. Keep talking, dude. I bought the badge from Galaxy's Edge, and I can't even remember what it was. I'm a I'm a fake fan. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I know they had to readjust that storyline with that not happening and, and added in a little bit of that stuff with the, the Zeb stuff in season three and, and a few other bits and pieces. Well, that's so the thing too, I guess, because that was this... in, that was season three of, of Mando, right? Where we see Zeb. So yes. that would then put Zeb just hanging out, doing nothing with the new Republic rather yeah. than be with his, his, his rebels crew in this show. So, well, and at the end of rebels, it says he went back to that new homeworld that they found with, um, of his people with Callus, who I did see a fantastic interview with the guy who, um, voices Zeb. I, I think it's a few years old now. They said, Oh, where, where would you like this off before he came back for, um, Mando? They said, Oh, where would you like to see Zeb? And he's like, oh, you know, just him and Callus together, him and Hot Callus together on the planet with all the Lassart, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. So he's actually shipping um, Zeb and Callus. And I'm like, Rangers of the New Rangers, Republic. Rangers, thank you. Someone, there's, there's people listening screaming at yeah. that the last two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I love the fact that, um, yeah, the guy who voices Zeb is like, yeah, no, Zeb and Hot Callus are off together doing their own <laughs> thing. And I'm like, that would actually be, given the, the, the history between Callus uh, and Zeb, that would actually be fantastic. Wonder what, like, just to, you know, stir the controversy pot, what would they do with a live action Callus? Um, because of, you know, other controversies in the past where who has voiced the character doesn't necessarily match what the yeah. character looks like. Whereas in Rebels, Callus. A white man hmm. is voiced by David Oyelowo, a oh, black man, a black Englishman. So you would have to not bring back that voice actor. Yeah. And then you're not, why? You're not bringing a black man in? Because he's black? How dare you? How dare you? But then what do you do? Do you bring in, I don't know, do you put I, John I, Favreau play him in real life or something? And no, then you I think, have like David Oyelowo like voice in I think in you need post? like a, a, a circa 2005 Leave Schreiber. Would be Ooh. a fantastic age. Oh palace. yes, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. You're just thinking about those um, the saber tooth mutton, mutton, yeah, yeah, mutton chops. Yeah, yeah, mutton chops. Yeah. Oh, brilliant casting. Yeah. We need, oh, a ti- that's, need a time machine to make it happen. Fair. I mean, but that's okay. okay. Quick, like miscasting. Just rewatching some episodes from Rebels uh, in the lead up to this, and watching the uh, final episode of season one, and you've got the, the 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 Grand Inquisitor, the Great Inquisitor. He was such a great villain that first season. Mm. To a point where I'm like, well, if you don't bring back the great Jason Isaacs to play him in live action for Obi Wan, then it's clearly not the same Inquisitor. I don't care if they look similar; it's the not, it's not the same guy. You, you got to say air quote. You got to use air quotes when you say similar. Yeah, I know. Ish. <laughs> uh, somehow to the point where I didn't even recognize Rupert Friends, and 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 mm. Rupert Friend was hardly used in that show. So it's like, why even give him that role? Why couldn't they? Because. 
the voice alone on Jason Isaac's playing like that the character would have actually meant something in Obi-Wan rather than yeah. anyway, whatever we're moving on yeah. but um okay look Purgles is a, is a, is a fun place because people are blowing up this week about the maps and I even saw one one yeah. x one post on uh, on Twitter yesterday uh saying you know at this point they should just be making a show after Force Awakens and Rise of Skywalker and Ahsoka, an entire Star Wars show should be dedicated to people who make really ambiguous maps leading directly <laughs> to one person in the entire galaxy. Yeah. Now, you know, we laughed about, I think almost as soon as Ahsoka started last week, you turned to me and went, oh, something about, you know, a, a mystery map or whatever. This one, yeah. it's not like the, the, the answer, th- it's not like you're going to open a map and go, Thrawn is here. What people are, people have got the keen eye looking at it, um, is that there are markings of Purgles around the temples where she found the map. And the yep. map isn't obviously so much to, hey, this is where Thrawn and maybe Ezra are. It's more so, this is how to get to another galaxy. Yeah. Um, I, I, and that's, I, and do you, have you seen the bit where we actually do get a glimpse of a Purgle in episode I two? I missed it. I saw it in, on TikTok. Yeah. I, I still don't. I watched that scene back five times. I don't know how anyone spotted it, to be honest. Yeah. You, okay, I'm not bragging here. You were over at my place watching that. I've got an 85-inch TV. Yeah. We're watching this in 4K. Yeah. We didn't see shit. No. Nah. Not anything. Like, it was Balin Skull at one stage. He's at that little sort of, like, Stonehenge area yeah, on I, the I, ocean. Yeah, I call it, like, the Stone Compass. Right, yeah. So they're there, and he's talking. I think he, he threw it out there to Billie Eilish, and then he sort of looks to the the very overcast, you know, pre-storm yeah. sort of sky. And I thought he was just looking yeah. to the big monument that was there. Yep. I mean, I think you can kind of hear a Purgle sound. Yeah, right. But it's been so long since I've seen a Purgle. Like, well, I've watched the Purgle episodes. Yep. I don't instantly remember their cry. But that's That's, like... It's just like playing an oddish cry from Pokemon and expecting me to know what it is. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So the, um, the faintest of, of, of faint looks yeah. of, of a Purgle. So. But I did go back and write a few bits down. So they call it the pathway to Peridia or Peridia. And the thing that brought it back to me, because, yeah, what I mentioned when watching the episode, the thing I hate about the sequel trilogy is like when Ray had to go and get that dagger mm. and the thing pulled out of it and it perfectly lined up to, and it was an ancient dagger. It was a thousands of year old dagger. Yeah. And the thing that came out of it perfectly matched to the debris of well, the, the Death way, Star 2 on the planet. And well, I think it was more like it was an ancient dagger, but then someone had basically like carved that look. Oh. What got me about that that part was the fact that that's just happened to be where they landed. Yeah. She could have landed at any part of the land. Exactly. If she was 100 metres to her left or right, yeah. that dagger does not match. The force works in mysterious ways. Doesn't it? You know, that's, and like, again, that's, that's just Christians just being like, the Lord God works in mysterious ways. Yeah. That's, no, in the end, it's like, hi, how did he get... He's Batman. That's how we got back. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Stop asking questions. The force... Works in mysterious ways. Just shut up. And I, you know, I've probably used that excuse even in this show three times so far. And subconsciously, I wouldn't even be able to bring that up. But it just stuck out like a sore thumb when we're two and a half movies into a, a questionable trilogy at that mm. point. Anyway, and it's like, yeah, look at this, crushed it, nailed it. Yeah. And also, it's definitely still there. Not to suggest that I don't know the uh, yeah. Death Star wouldn't fall further into the ocean. Erosion. Well, and other then, raiders. And then also, if like you go that. back and watch Return of the Jedi. There was nothing left of this. Not a lot. Look, not a lot. Yeah, you know. Uh, No. Anyway, we'll get on to the good stuff, (laughs) which is the way they brought it back for me is uh, Balin Skull says, children at the Jedi Temple call it that, being the pathway to Peridia. It comes from old stories, fairy tales. And then Morgan says, tales which are based in truths. So to me, it's like, well, if children at the temple knew that, then Kanan knew that, 
and maybe he told that story to Ezra. Mm. And it's like, and it's obviously Purgle connected as well. So it's like maybe when Ezra connected with the Purgle, they took him the units. So it's not one of those things where something ancient is saying, oh, here's where this guy who's only disappeared five years ago is. Yeah. So it all, that all makes sense to me. So, yes. so far, yeah. a lot of people are also saying um, it's a dead it's a dead knockoff from that Disney film. Is it Lost, Tre- not Lost Treasure mm. or something like that? A uh, Road to, well, no, I don't know. But it's, yeah, there's like a ball that glows with a map and all that mm. kind of stuff. Like I've seen some bits and pieces on TikTok that I thought was funny. But yeah, no, like, so far I've kind of I've kind of bought all that with the Purgle stuff and the compass planet and and all that kind of stuff. It all looks Yeah. It all kind of works for me so far. So Because they haven't they haven't given us reason to to say why it shouldn't. We haven't got enough reasons to think why it doesn't make sense. They yeah. just haven't exactly explained why it does. So it just I don't know, it just yeah. shits me with people like I'm, especially Star Wars. It just I mean, yeah. okay, we're looking across a lot of different fandoms that we're covering here on Geek as well, but mm. People just love to hate because someone loves it. So then, well, I have to hate it now because I don't love it as much as them. Yeah. So we need to, you know, can't be grey in the matter. I did see someone whinging about um, Ahsoka using uh, the Force Echo ability, which is when she goes back to Ezra's tower after um, Sabine was stabbed. Oh, yeah. And she's using the Force to kind of relive the battle and track and figure out what's going on. Mm. That felt familiar to me. I don't know whether maybe Maces used that or some... I feel like in Clone Wars or in Rebels, oh. something sim- an ability you- similar to that has been used before yeah. where they've used the Force to kind of track in a way. Here I was about to say it's from Tales of the Jedi in the f- first or... Oh. Oh, second second Dooku episode where they go to the planet because another Jedi has been murdered, but I think he was looking at blast marks right, uh, on okay. trees. But it was able to basically look at two or three blast marks on a tree and go, yeah. hang on, if she was over there, I'll tell you what happened. This, 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 yeah. this. I mean, it was Force-ish sensitive, yeah. um, but maybe maybe that's just the first you thing know, that came to my head. It didn't, it didn't stand out to me, but a lot of people are whinging because they're saying apparently... The, the the calling it I mean they're calling it a force echo mm. saying that the only person we've ever seen quote unquote in canon use that is Cal Kestis in the games now oh, I've I've never yeah. played any of the Star Wars games except for Lego so yeah. I've got no idea <laughs> I've only I've played um, uh, a couple of the planets on uh, the first one Fallen Order so yeah I, I've definitely used it like he can go up there and yeah I, I've, I've yeah, definitely so done that myself apparently yeah and in Fallen Order apparently they re- they sort of reference it being a very rare ability mm. and it's kind of something. You, you can't be taught almost. It's more of like a an innate ability in, in how you connect with the Force. You yeah. can't really be taught it. Yeah. But then they're like, but also Quinlan Voss has it, you know, as well. It was, yeah, right. was part of the thing. And I'm like, well, A, I don't have any issue with Ahsoka being able to use that ability because, mm. I mean, honestly, after Force healing in episode not anything's possible at this <laughs> point, you know. And in, side note, at least they didn't use the Force healing on Sabine yeah, you know, yeah, when yeah. she got stabbed, but we'll get to that. But something that kind of then ticked in my head when I heard that is, well, there's a whole chunk of time with uh, Ahsoka that we mm. don't know about yet. She's obviously hooked up with Hu Yang. At, Hu Yang? Am I getting that yep. right? I'm never going to get that right. Uh, she's hooked up with Doctor Who at some point. <laughs> well, um, I mean, that's true. Yeah, but it's Hu all, Yang. But it's, oh, that's perfect. Because it is, yeah. Um, it's also established in Obi-Wan 
that Quinlan Voss survived Order 66 because we That's see his right. name He's on been the helping thing. out like refugees and shit. A four yeah. sets of kids, yeah. So what's to say that the games aren't 100% correct and it's an ability that can be taught and at some point Ahsoka's had some um, well, adventures Matthew, with uh, Quinlan Voss. Well, the games are canon as well. How dare you? I've never played so... them. So I'm, I'm Ben right now <laughs> saying, I'm not going to watch a cartoon. I'm here watching cartoons going, I'm not going to play a video game. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas literally, I'm, I, I'm not against the comics. There's just so many comics yeah, yeah. and so many different lines. I, I've got, honestly, I've got most of the canon books. Okay, once Disney come and said, hey, all the, you know, EU stuff, that's very much EU. It's now called Legends. Uh, if you thought it was canon, it never officially was, but now it definitely isn't. Uh, we're going to do our own ones. I've got most of those books and they'd be close to... Oh, shit. Like, I, I, I'm probably excluding some of the real kid-friendly ones. There's probably close to seventy, and I'd have I'd have yeah. like sixty five of them. I mean, or you lent me one like, of your Ahsoka books, and I still haven't picked it up. Yeah, and that too, I mean, that was I'd seen this thing on uh, on Twitter, and this person put up, "Hey, here's some key episodes," and it was Tales of the Jedi, bunch of Clone Wars, bunch of Rebels, and they also threw in uh, the Ahsoka book, which I had read years ago. That's one of the few books that I've read since the end of high school um, <laughs> that doesn't have Matthew Riley's uh, name as the author. Yeah. And it's set a year after uh, the fall of, well, the the rise of the Empire. Uh, I think it starts actually on the very first Empire Day and her trying to move to another planet, just start her life over, take on a false name, and shit catches up with her. And I remember sending you this, little graphic about what to watch. What do you think about this? Is there any key episodes you haven't seen and watched? I want to rewatch a lot of stuff before Ahsoka. And you said, oh, that's, um, they note that the book, what's it even say here? This is a very similar story to the um, third episode of Tales of the Jedi that features Ahsoka, what mm. she did post the rise of the empire, but it is in much greater detail. And, how, and then you were like, oh, I've heard that contradicts, the episode contradicts the book. I've read the book now. I've seen, I think that you could, like Filoni could make it work that they happen, different orders and stuff. I think in the same way that the scene at the end of episode two of Ahsoka Mm. is slightly different to the ending montage thing from the end of Rebels. Yeah. It's like she's not not holding the staff and wearing the white cloak and things like that. Yeah, not even a key difference. Like in that moment, I'm like, why couldn't she be holding the, like, it'd be like, what's Mm. that spear? What's she doing with that? Yeah. But at the same time, like I love that you know some it's been all over you know Twitter and and everywhere this week people are, are, are mirroring those two scenes and then you get to that moment it's like oh well that wasn't the same yeah. she didn't put her helmet on straight away well, it's like yeah. well so you there's... don't put your helmet on straight away because in live action you want to see that actress's face yeah. for an extra like, ten or fifteen week. seconds <laughs> um, but um, so there's even some sweaties now saying they are actually different scenes and the one from Rebels took place earlier, earlier when Ahsoka first came to train Sabine the first time. Yeah. And, and now, it itself is just an echo. Yeah, and now they're kind of echoing that because obviously Sabine fell away yeah. and, did, you know, didn't want to be a Jedi anymore and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And now she's coming and they're kind of reliving it and they're doing it again. I'm like, yeah. So it's just her ritual that every time she leaves on a mission, she goes up and touches Ezra's yeah, face. Yeah, she just yeah. taps it that couple of times <laughs> in exactly the same spot. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I'm open to that. I'm yeah. fine. So something that I've been really impressed with, with such, uh, with how toxic, uh, you know, us as a fandom can get Mm. around Star Wars, and maybe it's just because I roll in different circles, but I haven't once seen anyone Mary Sue this show yet. Like, if you think about it, you've got Ahsoka, Sabine, Hera, Morgan, Billy Eye, like it's a predominantly female cast. Yeah. 
And at no point is anyone being like, oh, Star Wars is woke. Get woke, go broke. <laughs> yeah. blah, 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 blah. It's just a badass bunch of characters. It's a galaxy doing cool- far, far yeah. away, like with the MCU. It's like. Yeah. I'm, I'm, it's I'm, just a bunch of cool chicks doing badass yeah. shit. And there's, there's hints of that online, but I think even those idiots, they're the ones that haven't seen. Rebels and Clone mm. Wars, they're hesitant in how much criticism they're throwing in a Mary Sue sort of way because they don't know that they're wrong. It's like, I want to say that she shouldn't be able to do that, but that's just because I prefer Luke or Anakin. Yeah. It's not like, oh, well, she, she doesn't deserve that. It's like, no, there were four seasons to dedicated to that, you know, yeah. or, you know, 17 seasons of what, you know, like it's, it's, it, it'll there was works. There was a little bit with Sabine in that she, she was the one that had to solve the puzzle. Mm. But then she was also the one that had to get into the robot's head to get the location and stuff like that. Mm. And I think there could be an argument made to be like, oh, calm down, that's too much. But then yeah. it's like, well, no, if you watch four seasons of Rebels, yep. that's all stuff we've seen Sabine do. Like, she's a demolition expert. She's great with tech. She's had Empire training. Yep. Um, that's right. She's a fucking Mandalorian. Like, yeah. Well, they've all, that's, all, you watch all that show. Tracks. They all had their moment. And I, I, as I was thinking that, I'm like, well, Zeb didn't have as much, but is it just because he's an alien? But then when it got to the point where he thought he was the last of his kind, and that gave so much more emotional resonance to, to his backstory, all of a sudden you look back at what you had known about Zeb and you're like, holy shit, dude, you're like, you're a broken man that's yeah. been walking around. So it does track with um, with Sabine. And what I do like about it, I didn't probably pick on it, uh, pick up on it as much the first time around, but rewatching it episode one that they're like oh, so- uh, not Ahsoka Sabine should be able to help you with this and Ahsoka saying to her well run your artist's eye over that and it's like yeah well she is the artist so maybe yeah. she's looking at it from a different way but while they haven't they didn't touch on it in Rebels and uh, they certainly haven't touched on it in, in live action because they haven't seen him yet but Thrawn at least again in the EU. I know there are six proper novels. Timothy Zahn came back and, and rewrote uh, a bunch of canon novels uh, featuring um, uh, featuring Thrawn in the lead up to um, him coming back into uh, into into life in, in Rebels and all that. Mm. That he, at least in the EU stuff, what is so great about Thrawn, he's not out there, he's not holding the gun, he's not flying ships, he's not all about just blasting people away he's so calm seven steps ahead of people that what he does to bring down a civilization is study their art and that that's how well, he takes yeah. down and he he did that in rebels yeah Remember he had sorry that... they did touch on it yeah, yeah they had that big thing because there was um oh god I'm there useless. was the the statue of Hera's, like the yes. family statue and then he had like a big piece of debris on the wall that had some of sabine's artwork on it like there was oh that yeah he had yes. like that whole museum of of stuff in there yeah. and because he's like yeah to know an enemy like to to defeat enemy you have to know an enemy yeah and so i like the idea that while she's not going up against him yet is that we're seeing sabine in a sense use her artiste and her study of and her love of art to help the good guys find ezra find thron to stop thron who uses his that same sort of tactic to defeat people so i know i just like that little uh, you know there's there's Moments of 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 mirror in there. I wish they'd the spent thing. a little bit more money on her wigs, though. Mm. The first one was I thought, well, that's intentionally bad because she's. It's supposed to like show that Sabine's quote unquote let herself go, like the mm. hair, like you know she's you know got the two, t- you know, blah blah blah. And I'm like, well, that's obviously because the actress they've given her a short haircut yep. and they've dyed her hair, and she's going to look fantastic when she cuts it off. Yeah. And then she cuts it off, which was a really really cool scene, mm-hmm. and then she's just got a equally as bad purple wig. <laughs> and I'm and like, oh no. See, I, I didn't really pick up on that because I feel like you, you see so many actresses have to 
go short for whatever, except for mm. Natalie Portman, who very clearly got her head shaved. Yeah. Can't hide that. But so many actresses that have to either cut it off for, for reasons like this, like, hey, we're getting my groove back, or, you know, if they're going through cancer or something and they give them a short wig, and every wig that I see on an actress that very clearly, obviously has long hair looks like a wig. So mm. it's just sort of like uncanny valley sort of stuff now. It's like, that looks a little bit funny, but I'm just going to accept yeah. it. And I probably looked at it like that. Or maybe yeah. I was like, please cut your hair, please cut your hair, please don't, don't, like, I want it to match up from that scene yeah. from Rebels. It's going to do that, right? It's going to do that, right? And obviously we saw the trailer. It's, it's hair. just unfortunate timing because um, uh, only a couple of weeks ago, remember, uh, what's the, I can't remember the, the guy's name. He's the, the son of... Uh, the Quaid and Meg Ryan, the guy from oh yeah, Jack. Um, Jack is I, it Jack Quaid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, from from um, the boys, the boys and stuff. Yeah, he just did an episode of Star Trek because mm. he voices an animated character who has purple hair. Yeah, and he then portrayed the live action version of his character, mm. and they just dyed his hair purple and yeah. it looked fantastic. Perfect. So Perfect. it's just it's just unfortunate timing that Star <laughs> Trek had just done it. And yeah, it looked great. And then unfortunately they gave this poor actress a really bad wig. The other thing with Sabine that we have to touch on that I touched on earlier mm. is. We need to stop running people through and through with lightsabers <laughs> and having them survive. Yeah. Like I like I will buy this one, A, because at least they didn't force heal. They sent it to a robot mm. doctor. I'm like, I and will was, accept that. It was like it wasn't the center. It was, the side. It was yeah. to the side. It wasn't right on the side. But it wasn't like Obi-Wan sort of getting clipped by Dooku in episode two. I know it was a knee, but it wasn't yeah. like he got staked through. It was just a little it was more like I'm like, what 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 organs have we got back I'm like, there? is that is that liver? Do Mandalorians have a liver? <laughs> yeah. Are we is that where it is? Because obviously, yeah, like Qui-Gon got set a mass, that would have gone through his like aorta and spine. Yep. He's done. Yeah. He's so, done. Yeah. Um, but I'm just like, couldn't yeah, couldn't they have Dukuda? Couldn't they have just like taken out a leg, you know, yep. or something like I don't know. that? You know, there's just... nothing stopping them from that. Like, we're not gonna we know she's gonna survive. We've seen the yeah. trial. Even if we didn't, I'd never really thought like um, it would have been a brave choice, you know. It would have been, you know, spoiler at Secret Invasion. You'd be like, "Holy sh! They're yeah. killing her off just to help the protect the chief protagonist of the show further their emotional stakes in the game." Like Sabine's got more to do and more to say in this show, mm. but yeah, just injure her less. Yeah, because didn't have to be. You think Filoni, while he's not on Twitter every day, going, "All right, I want to see what everyone's bitching about." That's been a loud enough complaint over the last couple of years that mm. death means that we saw the Inquisitor happen. People were a bit yeah. meh on Obi Wan anyway, and then you get the Inquisitor straight through. He was right down the well, middle. Well, and wasn't right? it both? It was the Inquisitor and oh, Reva, Reva yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Didn't they both get through and through? Yeah. And were both like barely an inconvenience. This is sick. There's that. Um, <laughs> I've only seen it on Instagram. I don't even know how to find it, but a guy who uh, does the deep fakes um, of Star Wars characters oh, talking yep. to each other, and it's Obi Wan talking to a uh, like Ewan McGregor, Obi Wan talking to a Force ghost, Qui Gon, and he's and they're sitting there with Anakin as well, and Qui Gon seeing all these people get staked straight through, mm. and he's like, "When did they?" And Obi Wan's like, "Oh no no no, that's like that doesn't kill people anymore." He's like, when did that become the? It's oh, literally like the day after you died, they figured out how to fix that. He's like, oh my god, what bad luck, you know? In a in a really good uh, Liam Neeson impression, because I'm like, you got to have heard that's a thing, mate. Like, why could we have just? And it's all special effects. Like we do that after, you know. The only real thing that needed to happen was in the recovery scene. Just move the blood stain over a little bit further. Like she's just been clipped straight through. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, whatever. And then the only other thing I wanted to mention, um, a the 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 ships that were stalking Sabine mm. looked so badass. I believe they're called an E wing. Okay, yeah. Um, I love those things. They look so freaking cool. Yep. 
Um, and I was a little bit hesitant to bring it up because I know she's a big um, part of your life is Mary with Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yes. As Hera. Yeah. She, I mean, used to be bigger, but yes. yes. <laughs> you know, um, Taking me a little bit of time to adjust to this version of Hera. Yeah. And like I said before, we've had more time with Ahsoka because she's shown up in some other things. Yeah. Sabine, I feel, is almost spot on. Like that mm-hmm. feels, feels Sabine-y enough. Yeah, like, I'm, I like I'm, it. I'm working with all that. Hera was a little harder for me to warm up to this mm. version up until, mm. and you might have been asleep during this part. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, is when she's dealing with that bureaucrat guy in episode two. And he's like, you don't have authorization to or clearance to do this. She's mm. like, I'm giving you clearance to do this. <laughs> like, it was such a Hera thing. Yeah. Like, her way of putting up with petty little men who think they're in power. Yeah. Hera has such a great way of dealing with that. Just, yeah. Just in a, in a non-threatening way to just be like... And in the same way, earlier in the episode, she's like, I can I can make this inspection more efficient if you'd like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because general, see where it says yeah. general she on my uniform? Yeah, she'd have touched the layer about it. Like, no, 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 don't. Don't let the pretty face fool you. Yeah. I've got some hierarchy. When did we, well, not meet her, but when we when we were reintroduced somewhat to Hera in uh, The Bad Batch when she was younger than she was uh, in Rebels? Yes. How, how old roughly was she? She had a bit, she was oh, like. Oh, she was a wee baby, like 10, 12, okay. something like that. Right, so then we look yeah. ahead to 15 to 20 years later is when we would have seen her in Rebels. Because oh, in my head, like in Rebels, mm. she was like, her and Kanan were like mid-30s, right? Like, Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought so too. So when, when we get Boba Fett, remember Jennifer Beals? Is it Jennifer Beals? Yeah. When, and she's got the... What the Twi'lek thing. Twi'lek thing. Yeah. That's the same as Hera, right? Yes, she's the same. yeah, they're Twi'leks. She looks like a great Hera. Like, facially, I think she matches oh, the animation. Yeah. So when they introduced her, and I'm like, oh, that's a... Sh-. And I love Mary Elizabeth Winston. Mm. Not as much as you and McGregor does. I mean, there's, a, there's a great Star Wars marriage. Um, but uh, well, someone I, someone's been making the meme where it's like it's you and McGregor, his wife, his kid, and his uncle have all been in Star Wars. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> the most Star Warsy family that ever Star yeah. Wars. Um, yeah, no, I uh, I definitely don't remember that episode two, and I'll do my homework before episode yeah. three. But uh, yeah, it's it is an adjustment period, especially when those two first come back together. We don't know how long it's been since they've seen each other. Yeah. We're guessing not since the end of Rebels because that's mm. a long time. You know, that's 13 years yeah, ago or something. Yeah, and actually now that you mentioned it, maybe that's it. Maybe it's just the interpersonal stuff isn't there yet because these are these actresses are still trying to find their, their chemistry with each other in terms yeah. of it. Because, yeah, I feel like when Sabine was in The Phantom mm. and the chopper back and forward... That was great. That was, that was perfect. Yeah. That was perfect Hera. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe it is just the the... Hera kind of always has this knowing, like mm. she know she always knows more than she lets on, and there's always a sparkle in her eye. Yeah, and she said when she's like she says something, it means something, mm. you know. So yeah, maybe it's just a matter of them just finding that chemistry between them. Because yeah, I don't feel the the history yet between Ahsoka and Hera live yeah. action as I do uh, when you see them in you know obviously with Fulcrum and all that all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I don't feel that or, quite yet, but again, we're only two episodes in. Or even so. as much as her and Sabine, and like you said at the top, we're missing all the history that they're referencing here. We're mm. missing the context of their big fallout, but I still feel like we're getting more without having gotten it, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So yeah, and maybe too, when we see her son that was obviously thrown in at the end of Rebels, Jason. when he's shown... Maybe we get a bit more of that animation sort of feel of Hera to sort of bring the two performances together. I, yeah. You know, they don't need to spoon feed us some some Kanan chat, but I would feel 
I would feel very surprised. I think if they didn't mention him, like as if yeah. as if she's not going to mention him talking about it to her son, as if Ezra's not going to come back and it's not going to come up at some point. Like Freddie Prince Jr. was on some podcast a few months ago and shit can Star Wars and was like, I'm never doing that again. I'm never coming back. I was always a Star Trek guy anyway. At least they fucking Star Trek. And, you know, <laughs> I'm, I've done the Star Wars thing. And it's like, this is a, yeah, man, like, this is a weird way of trying to, like, it's it's one thing to Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield this and go, I'm not in Spider-Man, no way, Ham. I don't know why. It would, it would be an honour to be in there, but mm. they haven't called yet. That's one way to, to deny it and lie through your teeth. It's another thing to come out and go, that franchise is bullshit. I like the other one better. And they go, ha, ha, ha. I was just trying to, just trying to keep it a secret, guys. Like, no, 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 no. Like, Hayden Christensen is going to show up in this at some point, whether it's just a voiceover or a flashback or a force ghost or whatever. He was in the trailer for the bloody thing, talking to Ahsoka. Um, And he didn't have to do that going, well, you guys hated me back then. Speaking of voices, have you seen the bits and pieces where people have noticed that Sam Witwer has a voice credit? um, I look back, not episode one, but episode two. Oh, really? Yeah, I couldn't find it in episode one. Yeah, so people are wondering whether maybe he is Marrick. Marrick. And then they're pulling the comparison saying, well, maybe that's Starkiller. Yeah, I've seen yeah. that too. Which again, that's the game that I'm not really familiar with. No, my I said to you on the night, I'm like my my head knows that Marek isn't Ezra. Yeah, but my heart kind of wishes it is like a brainwashed Ezra. Yeah, but it also doesn't make sense that it's like, well, how did Ezra get back and mm. Thrawn's still missing? Like, yeah. if, if we find Thrawn, we find Ezra. I think yeah. that they have to be part and parcel. I think so. In the same way, that was the whole reason Ezra sacrificed himself because he said, "There's no way we can get rid of Thrawn." Yeah. without it being a cost like yep. him him ha- he had to hold Thrawn there mm. to get Thrawn out yeah so I think they're part and parcel if you yeah. find Thrawn you find Ezra um, if you lose Ezra you lose Thrawn and you talk so. about th- something earlier being way too complicated than it needs to be because I saw some other uh, theories out there during the week that it's like oh no it is a brainwash Ezra and that's why they know that this map is g- and like he's spoken of the, you know uh, uh, Elsbeth and that's why they're going to work backwards basically get Thrawn it's like yeah. No, they can just both be yeah. there. If Ezra was able to get there without the map mm. to where Thrawn is, mm. then they don't need a map to get to where Thrawn is. Mm. Ezra can just recreate whatever he did. Yeah, exactly. You know, he can just connect with another person. Or not be so secretive in his assistance to get them there just for the sake of yeah. the reveal to the yeah. audience. But so. when but when you've got an entire group of people, like bad guys that are all together and there's only one person with a helmet, mm. you know there's gonna be a reveal. Yeah. Like yeah. that's gonna be a reveal yeah. at some point. And like it probably will be the way that they go, which is gonna suck because then it's gonna give some more weight to Sabine, having to like Ahsoka's probably gonna be more focused on the mission about stopping Thrawn. Mm. Sabine is out to save Ezra. That's going to create tension between the two of them. Yeah. So making Marek Ezra will allow that, but also we don't. Oh, Marek is really Ezra. We don't even know who Marek is at this point. Yeah, yeah. Like exactly. he's Marek by. Has anyone referred to him at this point? Really? Um, like maybe uh, one or two. Skull did once. Yeah. He said, "Go and join Marek on Corellia." Yeah. To help get that engine for the, yeah. for the Eye of Science. But I just I hate when some TV shows do that. They 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 flip it. Ha <laughs> gotcha. It's like, but that first bit didn't mean anything to me. So mm. the reveal's great. I, I love the reveal. That's interesting because I know what the fuck that is, yeah. but I don't know what that first bit is. So, yeah, yeah I I don't know. Um, the other, I mean, I'd also seen someone online say that Sam Whitmer has been credited in like a lot of stuff to do with Star Wars since, you know, ever. 2008, yeah. really. He's a him fantastic and, voice actor. Yeah, and him and Filoni, and he loves the franchise. He's done, well, and he and, he and Filoni get along really, really well. There's yeah. a fantastic story. Um, that Whitwood tells very, very early on when he was just doing 
some side work. I don't even think he'd gotten maybe, or maybe he just got the role of Maul or mm. something like that. And there was a line in something or other and it was written. And then it's like, Anakin said to Padme, oh, you never met my mother. Mm. And then like someone read the line and then Whit would put his hand up and went, are we going to take that again? Are we? Yeah. And everyone was like, why? What do you mean? Like, and he's like, Remember when Padme and Shmi had dinner together on Tatooine in, in episode one? And it was the first time anyone had ever stumped Filoni on yeah, Star right. Wars knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think at that point, they just have this massive mutual respect and love for each other where so they cool. just get, you know, they, they get it. So, yeah, I feel like Wit was always going to have work. As, yeah. as long as Filoni is involved in Star Wars... Mm. Wit was always going to have some work. So, yeah, yeah he could have just been just a... a Another a, background voice. Background voice and stuff like that. I mm. mean, if he ends up being Marek, great, fantastic. Yeah. He finally gets to do some live action stuff. I do want him to get a, like a, a good role where he's going to get his due. And not yeah. just like, oh, well, here's three episodes of being this person, but then and we're then actually just going to save you for yeah. background. And if we ever bring back Maul, you can be the voice or something. So, yeah. yeah. Um, the other thing on Sabine, too, is, you know, not quite to a Mary Sue level, but people going, hang on a second. All of a sudden she's a, she's a, a Jedi student who's given up force training. When did she ever have the force in the beginning? And there is that, there's one clip where Kanan was already, you know, blinded out. I think I've got the episode here is season three, episode 15. And, She's training. No, I don't know if it's. Oh, with that the... would have been when Kanan would have been training her with the dark saber. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and they and... have to give her the gauntlets. Maybe they give her the Mandalorian gauntlets with the flamethrower and the shield and stuff like yeah. that. Because those were created to help the Mandalorians fight the Jedi mm. because they don't have the Force. And yeah, doesn't Kanan say something like so the Force resides in all living things, but you just have to be open to it. And then now yeah. you could take that and go, hang on, are they saying everybody's Force sensitive? It's like no, the Force isn't everybody. There are people, but you have to be open to it to know that yeah. you've got. It's like Luke Skywalker well, but... didn't know that he had the Force and until he was 19. Yeah, the force is in all living things. Yeah. You know and what I mean? he became like, arguably the, you know, one, one of the top sort of three, four Jedis of all time as yeah, far as we're told. Yeah, he was able to tap into that innate sort yeah. of ability that but he had. But he had no idea so. that he had it until he was, you know, a, a man. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, it, it was a little weird, but it's also like, well, Kanan was kind of her master teaching her about the the Darksaber. Mm. So, and then given that at the end of Rebels... Ezra gave his lightsaber to Chopper to give it to Sabine, and then Sabine, you know, had his lightsaber. Mm. It would kind of make sense, you yeah. know. And and I I like the fact that they paid off like Doctor Who basically said, "You are the worst Jedi like yeah, force yeah. student that's <laughs> ever existed in the entire you know five hundred years that I've been alive or whatever." I'm like, yeah, okay, that's cool, that's great. Like she's there's so few Jedi left in the world. That you know, Ahsoka's like, well, you know, you've had Jedi training. Yeah, mm. you may not be force sensitive, but you've got a lightsaber. You know what you're doing. Yeah, you know, we we need all the help we can get. That's and obviously, it's it's gone poorly. You know, so and that tracks as far as the character arc for Sabine because she fought with Kanan so hard in season three. There was mm. so much conflict there because you know she she knew she didn't have like the the same force sensitivity that Ezra had and. And there was a whole thing where Kanan realized he had to train her differently mm. to the way that he he trained Ezra, you mm. know. And she, so yeah, it it all tracks to me that she would have that same issue with Ahsoka. Yeah, another great uh, tweet. So this morning, someone said that they love and they've got the clip of her and um, Shin Hati, Billy Eilish fighting, and it says that uh, they love an out of practice Sabine just trying to whack Shin with her saber like it's a baseball bat. And then I sat there and watched the clip and. 
yeah, Shin is sort of sitting there just like deflecting it, but it's like not a challenge for her, but she still has to protect herself because, yeah, yeah rather than sort of this really crafted, um, uh, mature way of, of, of fighting that the Jedi have, Sabine very much is just like whack from the left, whack from the right, yeah. whack from up top, and it's there's no there's no rhythm to it. Yeah, it's there was, just there was trying no, to kill with every shot. There was no Obi Wan, a more elegant weapon, yeah. you know, a civilized weapon. <laughs> um, there was none of that. She was just. But again, I loved that fight. Yeah. I actually preferred the Billie Eilish uh, Sabine fight to the Ahsoka fight in the start of Episode One against those robots. Oh yeah, with the re- really really big self destruct. Oh my god! And like they didn't wait around long either. It was like, no. oh, three of us are dead. Initiate self destruct. Yeah. I'm like, cool, because you're coming here to get the map. Like when yeah. they and all went they... to get the map, they're like, look, it's either destroyed or she's had it. Hopefully, she's got it. It's like, yeah, cool. Why, why were the machines that you sent after them then, um, like prepared yeah. to destroy Morgan, what you Morgan, need? Morgan, when when um, Skull said, oh yeah, either she has it or it's been vaporized. Morgan didn't really seem upset about that. She was no. like, she was like, no, she has it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, she's a death of me sister, which I fucking love. Yeah, yeah, Um, Because that's actually, I think I, I pointed out when watching the episode, like in that very, very opening scene when um, Ahsoka's like turning the the uh, fifth yeah. element stones and yeah. that kind of stuff. <laughs> and I saw like the red robes. I'm like, oh, they kind of look like Night Sisters. I yeah. wonder if that's, and then they revealed it, which I think is great because the Night Sisters, as far as I believe, were a creation of George Lucas's daughter, Katie. All right. At least I know that she wrote some of the very, very first Dark Sister, uh, Night Sister episodes of mm. the Clone Wars back in like season three when I think when um, Asajj Ventress like runs, yeah, okay. runs away to them when we were first introduced with like the Mother Towson and stuff like that. Yeah. Katie Lucas wrote those episodes. So hmm. I don't know if she created, but yeah, I know that Katie Lucas is um was, was part of the sort of establishment of, of what the Night Sisters are. Yeah. So I really like that addition that... Um, I wouldn't necessarily call it a retcon because we didn't really get a lot of Morgan in um, mm. Mandalorian, yeah. but I like the addition of adding her being a um, a night sister. I think yeah. that's a really cool cool approach. Like she said, she's a survivor, so why wouldn't she just go and shack up somewhere where she yeah. can control a if, whole bunch of people? If all these Jedi can survive Order sixty six <laughs> over the years, then I feel like a couple of night sisters can survive. Yeah, you know, yeah. And um, buy or sell? Yes or no? I mean, it's a it's a big fucking step like it's world building but it's a big step the idea that we like star wars takes place in a galaxy far far away mm. well now we're going to another galaxy yeah like that's pretty big that's pretty much it's not like in episode seven eight and nine or they're looking for luke and it's like he's he's in a part of the galaxy that we don't even have a map for or trying to find exegol it's it's we couldn't even map it. It's so impossible to try and navigate to. We can't even have it in it. It's an, well, this is an incomplete map. No, this is beyond the map. Yeah. This is another galaxy. Hey, we're talking Stargate on Get in the Gate. We're in the Milky Way. We're now going to the Pegasus Galaxy, which seems, again, it we're only episode two. I was a bit thrown when they suggested we're going to a different galaxy. I don't know where I thought the Purgles took people, but like the galaxy's fucking huge. They yeah. could have just taken them to the outer, outer rim and they're stuck on a planet where they can't get back from for whatever reason. But I don't even know whether – it's not like I think about the Star Wars – galaxy as being somewhere tangible that's out there somewhere in our real world and we don't have the force here but they do out there but is the force everywhere like i've always just thought of i guess because star wars exists in its own galaxy that the force kind of like exists in that galaxy and not across the universe so it seems strange i mean again filoni too i see for star wars like you know now that lucas doesn't play as much of a part for me filoni's the man if he wants to write it in i trust him 
but it just seems like a re- it's a it's a it's, big swing. Yeah, it's a big swing, and it may or may not pay off. Mm. Um, I think it's probably obviously going to tie into how the world between worlds exists, like mm. that whole thing, because that kind of almost seemed like it was pre Jedi. Yeah. It's like uh, uh, and what we saw in Rebels, it's uh, it's, it's, a bit, it's time travelish, and I don't want that. To, I love time travel. I don't want it in Star Wars. Yeah, so it's like, do you, unless you're going to erase the uh, sequel trilogy, what? <laughs> that's what? The, maybe that's what he's doing. Maybe that's the master plan. <laughs> well, it's not even erasing it. It's just like moving it to the side, and the yeah. TV franchises are setting up the actual future of yeah. Star Wars post yeah. Episode Six. So I don't know. It's like, ah, uh, are these the original Force sensitive people, and did they bring? Force sensitivity as a religion to right. this galaxy, yeah. and is that gonna, then going to tie into acolyte that's coming up? Given that yeah. that was set however long ago, and things, who knows? Mm. I I just and the James Mangold film, which is about the first Jedi, which that's right. Like we said in our last episode of Across the Galaxy, that for me is the first one to get the chop when one of those projects doesn't make it because yeah. it's the easiest one to lose and no one to lose any sleep over because we don't know what it is. But mm. yeah. Like, even just like Hugh Yang, right? I knew that there was a lot of had to quickly Google it. How old is Hugh Yang? He was built around 25,000 oh. and 20 years before the Battle of Yavin. Okay, I didn't he's know. Old, he's old as fuck. And like he said, he's still 75% original parts, but he's been around for a long time. Yeah, wow. So, what's it? And also, if we get to a stage where he doesn't know some answers, it's like, well, hang on, what about like R2-D2 where he's hanging out with Luke? He never had his memory wiped. C-3PO did. Yeah. R2-D2 hanging out with Luke Skywalker the entire trilogy is like, I could have told you that was your... I could have told yeah. you your dad had run into some shit. I could have told you about this about your mum, but you uh, you never asked, and I'm an agent of chaos. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not as uh, genocidal as Chopper, but I, I don't mind lying to people. So. True. Yeah. yeah. He's like, well, it's a live omission. You, yeah. you can ask. <laughs> yeah, you can exactly. Ask. I didn't lie. I just didn't tell all of yeah. the truth. And it's, it, it is that thing with R2. It's, it's, like, it's like sometimes people understand him, sometimes he's just beeping and booping. Yeah. <laughs> so... To episode three we go. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm in. I, uh, I, yeah, I really liked what I saw. It just turns out I didn't see enough of episode <laughs> two, but that'll be happening yeah, it, for it's episode fun. three. Like I said, D- Disney Plus TV shows have a have a tendency to suck at the end, mm. so that could still possibly happen. Mm. So I'm guarding my heart against that. Come on, Filoni. Um, it's his baby. Yeah. He's not fucking around. Yeah. I feel like in the same way I used to be like, you know, Joss is boss. Yeah. Until Joss got cancelled. Um, <laughs> I feel like for the moment I can What's just... Filoni hiding under that hat? Yeah, I'm like <laughs> We need to cancel him. Surely in Filoni we can trust at this point. Yeah. So and you know, as, like you said before, Ahsoka's his baby. He's not gonna do a dirty. No. So uh and as long as yeah, they're not having to do any um course correcting like with the Rangers of the Republic and yeah. all that kind of stuff and <laughs> Chippendale Rescue Rangers, whatever they call yeah. everyone's actions. It's like while you are signed on, we are going to keep you in a hub somewhere. You're not allowed to yeah. tweet anything. You're not allowed to go anywhere. Go to any pubs. I thought, I thought the credits at the end were quite funny because it was like directed by Dave Filoni. Then three seconds of the written by Dave Filoni. <laughs> Next one created by Dave Filoni. Then it's <laughs> executive producers. Dave Filoni, oh, John, multi-flex. John Favreau. <laughs> and then the next one was like co-executive producers, Kathleen Kennedy and some other person. <laughs> and I'm like, well done, sir. Well we done. We got this, Kath. Just you sit down. Okay. Yeah. Sign the checks. Yeah. Open the doors for us and we'll see you at 5 p.m. when we call it a day. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
All right, well, uh, yeah, over to episode three. Don't even have a title at this stage, but uh, as we record, it's uh, a little, I don't know, what, 30 hours away? Well, actually less because now not that, that America, counting. not that we are, but now that uh, America are getting it a couple of hours uh, early, so they're getting to watch it before they go to bed rather than having to stay up or wait until the next morning, which has only ever suited us because we get it at like 5 p.m. in the afternoon. It's perfect. Get now, home from work, put yep. on dinner, and away you go. Last week, these episodes dropped at 11 a.m. in the morning. Ooh. And, you know, you, you were able to... You know, skirt home if you wanted to. I was finished for the day. We just said we we're going to watch it together, and uh, we waited and waited a long time until I put my kids to bed. Far later than either of us wanted to. I think it was about nine p.m. before we started. But uh, that's fine. Sure. Yeah, well, you know, I might just take Wednesday off work. And just, I was going to um, say I just might not come over to your place again for the rest, <laughs> of, <laughs> for the rest of the season. Get into geek.